I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Kevin Deers. And and before we get into the interview today, I wanted to introduce what I'm calling the 31 Days of Podcasts. So uh, I've, I've set a bit of a, a uh, challenge for myself. So it's a quarantine challenge for myself. So uh, while I'm staying home, staying home, staying safe, uh, I also want to stay connected and I want to give you guys as much content as possible uh, for, for you know, to, for the chance to get outside of the chaos for a little bit and maybe uh, listen to some stuff uh, while that, that gives you a little bit of happiness. And honestly, it, it keeps me sane just as much. So uh, what I'm doing is I'm going to upload a podcast every day for the next month. So for the next 31 days, and these won't all be Metal Shop. I'm going to post some also on the KISW Loud and Local stream. So if you could go ahead and uh, subscribe to the Loud KISW Loud and Local and Metal Shop Backstage Pass podcast. Uh, streams and, and you can find those on KISW.com you could also do that on iTunes, Stitcher uh, Podcast Addict, anywhere you find podcasts you can subscribe rate and review uh, these these episodes and these podcast interviews are going to be long form interviews, uh, some just popping in with a l- short conversations but for the most part long form uh, conversations uh, coming up, I have interviews with Jake Bannon from Converge and Umbra Vitae, I have an interview with August Burns Red, Acacia Strain, Rotting Out just to name a few uh, for the Metal shop side of things. Today I'm going to be uh, I, I was able to chat with a guy I've known for a long time probably since 2004, 2005, uh, a guy named Mike Chin. He plays guitar for a band called Noroth. I've known him throughout the years through so many different projects he's done, but his new band is called Noroth, and they just released uh, their record. It's available now. We're going to get into that and talk a little bit about death metal. So uh, let's start day one of the 31 Days of Podcast, starting now. Hey, what's going on? On the phone right now, we've got Mike Chin, a.k.a. Metal Mike, a man who is no stranger to Loud Local and Metal Shop. Uh, he's from the band Noroth. First off, uh, how are you doing? How are you staying sane? And how are you staying safe? <laughs> I guess uh, trying to stay sane as much as I can. Uh, trying, to, trying to stay productive since can't really play shows. Just trying to write more. Trying to, I normally, you know, lift weight. Trying to do that as much as possible and I don't know. It's uh, an interesting time. So yeah, you are someone who who does a lot of heavy weightlifting, uh, and, and and you go to the gym like probably every day or at least every other day. What how what are your home workouts like? Do you have like some chains you use? Do you use dumbbells? Do you have like a whole setup? What's it like uh, in your cave? I, I wish that's the the unfortunate thing about living in 
a place like Seattle, it's like yeah. I don't feel like me and a lot of people don't have garages and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I've just kind of been forced to use dumbbells and like body weight and I don't know, try to get creative. I I guess I, I could list stuff in my work and I, I get some work out there, but it's, I don't know, it's not the same, we'll say that. I've been going on like, you know, socially distanced walks a lot just to not only uh, get some some cardio, but also just I get restless just in my house. <laughs> I need to get out. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely uh, done a, a good amount of stair running and okay. and stuff like that, but that stuff is, I don't know, it, it's mentally not the, the same. It's like losing your therapist, you know? It's like, oh, yeah. I, and I don't know when I'm getting my therapist back. <laughs> So if anyone out there's listening and you got like a gnarly weight set to lend Mike, let him know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll yeah. send it over to him on the black market. Uh, so yeah. do you have a balcony that you can go out on? Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, so like I got like a little bit of space, but it's like not covered, which okay. is I guess fine right now because we're lucky with the weather. I almost wish it wasn't beautiful, so then we it would be easier to stay inside, right? Like, man, I wish it was raining. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I, I love the I love the rain and the the gloom. So. Fair enough. Uh, so, uh, we're here, obviously, talking on the phone uh, because your band, Noroth, just released uh, It Dwells Amongst Us, your first record uh, available on Caligari Records uh, if you want to buy the cassette. So, first off, uh, you've played in a ton of bands, uh, death metal bands, hardcore bands. Uh, when and then, uh, you know, I think, are you also doing a black metal project aside from Noroth? Yeah, that's... Uh coming a little bit slower just, okay i don't know i feel like the, the style of music but yeah that's eventually happening hopefully whenever the world starts to function again i guess so uh when, how long were you kind of uh, brewing up the ideas for noroth how long had this been in uh you know wheels in motion for uh i mean in some degree years oh wow okay <laughs> um it's been a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of the stuff I, I write, I haven't been able to play in past bands, so it's just it's been a long time coming, and I, I finally I don't know got sick of waiting around, so I got lucky and uh, found a friend that had time and could could do it because, as I'm sure you know, if if you're a good drummer, you're already in probably like three or four bands. At yeah. Uh, where did you meet the other guys in the band? So first off, uh, why don't you uh, introduce the people who aren't on the f- line with us for and what they do for your band, and then um, you know where did you meet them? Sure, um, I guess just randomly through music in general and and mutual friends, I guess. Uh, and they're both from the East Coast, and uh, just kind of happened to move out here, and I was like, hey. You know, as soon as you move out here, you know, I'll start a band. And it's Ock. He plays drums. He's from Brooklyn. Nice. Uh, he's like a an old crust kid, uh, you know. And uh, so he has a little bit different, uh, I guess, background. Okay. And, I don't know, makes things interesting. And then uh, Biagio, he plays bass and sings. And uh, he's always wanted to do something like this, but he doesn't really know a whole lot of people. So it's just kind of like 
I kind of had been talking to him for years. I was like, yeah, if I ever start anything, I'll let you know kind of thing. And then finally things started falling into place, you know. So you said that you've kind of been like kind of cultivating this idea for years in your mind about uh, what this is. And, and when you say like this, what do you mean? Just like riff heavy, like super like heavy death metal? Like how would you describe what uh, the like vision in your head for Noroth was? Um, I guess I've always gravitated to stuff I grew up on. Mm-hmm. So just raw, dark, um, I guess, yeah, riff heavy you know, death metal that's not, uh, I don't know, I guess I always was turned off by really produced, clean-sounding, arpeggio-heavy bands. Okay. And so it's just, you know, always was, like, trying to focus on doing something like that. And I guess any any band I've always been in has always been on the dirtier, grimier side of things or sure. darker. Yeah. Just because that's, I don't know, interest. Uh, so, you know, Noroth starts and, and, and uh, I... Uh, d- don't uh, you know make fun of me too much for being ignorant, but I don't know exactly what Noroth is a reference to. Is it uh, something from science fiction or... No, it's uh, it's an elvish word. Oh, okay. It basically means giant. It means giant. Yeah, or nice. a giant. Yeah. Okay, right on, man. Well, we're gonna go into a song here, uh, "Shadow My Patriarch" from the new Noroth album. Uh, it dwells amongst us, and you can check out Noroth uh, on their Bandcamp, and you can order their tape from Caligari. They also have uh, direct download MP3s uh, and, and T-shirts now. Uh, I would suggest definitely supporting them uh, directly through Bandcamp. So we're gonna go into a Noroth song, and we'll be right back. <laughs>
that was a song by Noroth here on Loud and Local and, and Metal Shop on KISW.com. And we're just hanging out with Mike Chin, Metal Mike, uh, from the band Noroth. He is, uh, he's a member of the band that, uh, one of the, he's like the founding member. Would you call yourself the founding member? Was it your idea to start this? Is this your baby? Yeah. <laughs> I guess you, if, if you want to say something like that, sure, even though I don't believe in babies. <laughs> ah, fair enough, fair enough. None of those. Uh, so I wanted to go back a little bit further with you. And, and uh, we met, uh, you and I met within like the Northwest hardcore scene, but everyone had always known you as, as Metal Mike. And, you know, at the like underground hardcore shows, you'd be the guy with the suffocation T-shirt or like the devourment T-shirt, you know, with, with a bunch of kids that were wearing like chain of strength T-shirts and stuff. So everyone always knew you as the metal guy. Uh, what uh, what got you? What were some of your first uh, like uh, exposures to metal? And, and what was like your first favorite metal bands? Um, I guess back in like junior high, somehow I got, uh, a tape or CD of, uh, Ride the Lightning. Nice. And then that's when I, I guess, like, I guess, like fell in love with like music or whatever you want to say. Yeah. And, uh, after that, I actually started, uh, a friend said like, oh, if you want to hear more of that, you should listen to Metal Shop. Uh Uh-oh. And... That was back when, uh, was it Adam Gerke? Yeah. Q13 Fox, uh, yeah. traffic reporter. Yeah. So he was hosting it back in like the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the first thing I heard was, uh, Rain and Blood by Slayer. And awesome. so I was just like, all right. And then I basically was like, okay, I need more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was just going to the local record store at the mall. And uh, I picked up Eating Back to Life by Cannibal Corp. Oh, there you and go. And it was just like game over. Dude, that's that's a good first foray into like actual death metal. And do you remember your first concert? Um, metal concert? I don't know. There was like a bunch of like local bands that would play uh, growing up down in Auburn. It was like hard to have access. But there was, oh man, I can't even remember. There were like, kind of like early 90s like thrash band that I didn't really like listen to past like going to see them play but I'll have to like actually try to like dig that up now that you asked that because I haven't thought about that in a long time okay well how about this then what was the first show that really made a huge impact on you that blew you away uh Metallica and Corrosion of Conformity oh man is that Tacoma Dome uh, it was at, uh, actually, I think it was Key Arena. Cool. I think it was Key, Key Arena. Yeah, it was, uh, Metall- it was in 96. I remember that television commercial. I didn't, I didn't see that. Uh, I didn't see the show. I was a little too young for that one, but I remember the commercial and being like, Mom, I really want to go to that. Yeah, which is like, obviously past their, like, heyday, but I don't know. I guess that's for, like, a 16-year-old kid, like... And that was the first like heavy band I got into. It was, yeah, it was, I, don't know, I was pretty stoked. <laughs> Dude, I gotta tell Plus, you, Frozen Conformity was—I don't know—I had just put out like I don't know, I guess one of my favorite records, and so that's what they mostly played. And that's awesome. Yeah, I am jealous that you got to see what was the line? It was like Deftones and Quicksand or something. Uh oh, yeah, that was uh. 
Oh man, I think like the more theater. That's awesome. Yeah, it was like it was like Deftones, uh, Quicksand, and Snapchase. Oh, that's and a great it tour. It was weird because I don't feel like I saw a whole lot of shows at the more theater, but around that time, I remember seeing like three shows there, and that was one of them. The other one was uh, Typo Negative on the World Coming Down tour. Oh my god! And then uh, Megadeth. Was, I think it was like the last Marty Friedman tour or something. God damn, dude. You're, you're naming all the great ones. Now we're just going down memory lane, but I like hearing about all these like you know killer shows uh, before I started really going to concerts. But okay, so now that we're we're going down you know those roads and stuff, I want you to uh, so we all know the big four of thrash, right? Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, and Megadeth. Uh, why don't you, if you can, since we're talking death metal here, what uh, what are you or what are your personal big four of death metal? Oof. Um, I mean, I guess definitely Cannibal Corpse and Morbid Angel. Okay. Uh, Death. And Carcass. Okay, right. I feel like, I don't know, I guess that one could be argued, but... I could have swore uh, you were going to say Bull Thrower. Yeah, I mean... It's hard to say. I mean, that's... I mean, there's only four, so that's... that's It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I those just, are... I, I just picked me ones that, I guess, changed my life the most, and I guess those would probably be the four. Yeah, well, well, going with that, uh, you know, the, my next question for you is, um, if you could, uh, why don't you tell me four albums that directly influenced, uh, or uh, four albums that, you know, made a positive impact on you? Um... Well, obviously, I guess, like I mentioned earlier, the Eaten Back to Life, Cannibal Corpse, that one was like a big, like, I don't know, I feel like I found something that, I don't know, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you could back up before that, too, like, you know, Rain and Blood, like, that's still, that was like a previous life changer, and then even Metallica, Ride the Lightning. Yeah. Um, And then, I guess, as far as like going into more extreme, like uh, I was always just looking for something like, you know, crazier and crazier. And then I, I got in, in the high school, I had a, a friend that was like, oh, you listen to, you know, Campbell Corpse, why don't you listen to, you know, Deeds of Flesh Uh-oh. or Devourment? Yeah. And so Deeds of Flesh and Devourment were like, I guess, uh, I guess too influential or life changing bands. That's awesome. So, and those bands are well. Deeds of Flesh, unfortunately, isn't um, uh, obviously uh, due to the passing of uh, the member De- from Deeds of Flesh. But Devourment's still going strong. What'd you think of the last Devourment record? Uh, I actually thought it was great. Me too. Um, I liked it a lot more than the last couple records, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, the what was the the um, one before this newest one? It was called like Conceived in Sewage. Thought it was okay, but I thought the yeah. new the new one was like five six times better. Man, it was it was a really great record. Oh yeah, it was it was it was way better. Um, um, I, I like the Carnivore and like I guess like all the other ones, but like I feel like this one. I don't know. They kind of. Uh, thought they like what do you want to say changed it up i guess you would say but they just i don't know yeah it's definitely a lot better than what they've done in in, in the last record so uh, you know 
I, I want to mention here on the podcast. I, I think it's important to, to uh, notice note that if you ever run, if you become friends with Mike and you run into him, he will always give you like ten bands you've never heard of, and he'll be like, "Hey, did you hear this? Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Did you hear this?" You are constantly seeking out like new metal, uh, like brutal hardcore, some underground stuff. Uh, how do you like? How do you get your ears to this stuff? And, and like, uh, how? Uh, yeah, like, how does this stuff come across your radar, dude? I don't know. I guess I just try to pay attention to a small label, you know? I feel like, you know, along with, like, like I don't know, smaller bands, like, smaller labels are the stuff that, like, you know, they're not trying to, I guess, put out, like, the next big thing. They're just going to put out stuff that they, they enjoy or they want. And yeah. so... I don't know, I just try to follow labels, you know, and see what they're doing and you know. So what are what are a couple that, that's probably one of What are a couple uh smaller labels to, to check out if you're if uh, anyone's listening right now? Like Maggot Stomp? Uh yeah, Maggot Stomp's a good one. Um Oh man, there's there's so many. Uh I mean Hell's Headbangers has a lot of uh, good reissues. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess it just depends on what you're into. If you're into like, uh, I don't know, I guess, uh, you know, stuff like 20 bucks spin and, uh, parasitic records. They put out always good stuff. Um, I don't know. There's 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 a lot of good stuff out there. Well, just do some digging because we know you have some time right now. Whoever's listening right now, we know you have some time, some extra time. So do some digging. Check out Bandcamp, and uh, you know definitely check out some of those labels. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about your label, Caligari Records. How did uh, how did the partnership go along with them to to release the cassettes? Well, I guess I was just uh, looking around for labels that uh, you know. I would want to be a part of, yeah. <laughs> like, would okay. want to work with, I yeah. guess you would say. And uh, they were the one of the ones that I uh, reached out to, and uh, they were into it. And uh, I guess it just kind of worked out because, uh, I don't know, I want we wanted something, like, soon, and, uh, you know, sometimes that doesn't always work out. So Fair enough. Uh, yeah. We're right on, man. Well, uh, you can definitely check it out uh, on the Bandcamp and, and order one of their tapes. I do know that there's limited quali- uh, quantities available right now, so definitely check that out. Before we go into the last song here by Noroth, Blistering Eyes, is there anything you want to say to anyone who's listening who might be stuck at home right now? I mean, I guess if you have the means that you're still you know, working or you still have money, support, you know, small bands, small labels, small restaurants, basically stuff that you want to see survive, you know, whatever, you know, what everyone's dealing with. Right on, man. Uh, I would definitely agree and and shop small while you can, uh, if you can. And uh, is there anything uh, beyond, you know, if we were to, you know, see past the current uh, status of what's going on with everything. Uh, is there any th- goals or, or uh, hopes that you have for uh, the band, whether it be 2020 20 or 21? Yeah, I mean, we plan to do at least two or three tours this year and um, don't really have any limits because 
that's pretty much what I enjoy most is, you know, music and traveling. So nice. touring, it kind of makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll be able to, to do a, as much as possible, assuming things are possible. <laughs> exactly. We all kind of just got to, you know, play it as it goes. But uh, we're going to go into a, one last song here. Uh, this is Noroth with Blistering Eyes. Uh, Mike, thanks for the talking with me, man. Yeah, thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.